Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, sweet listeners, and welcome back to the In the Meadow podcast. I'm your host, Victoria. You can find me on Instagram at Vic in the Meadow and TikTok at Vic Sauce. And today we are talking about my current favorites and my current mood boosters. I personally love listening to this type of episodes of podcasts, YouTube, TikToks, all of the above, because I'm just so fascinated in knowing the positive things in people's lives. We are in such an internet culture right now of trauma dumping and negativity, and it's just a mood booster in itself hearing what's boosting other people's moods. So I thought that I would chat a little bit about that today. But I want to have my disclaimer, you know, this is a slow living and sustainable type podcast and lifestyle that I live, that you do not need any of these items that happen to be mentioned in this list. Most things are more so experiences or content that you can find for free online, but there are a few material items. And I just like that reminder because it's so easy to hear what is working for somebody else and think that you need that too. But what works for me doesn't necessarily equate to something that works for you. And that is okay. But also if there are any positive things or things that you would like to bring to your life to boost your mood that I mentioned, I would love to hear how that goes for you. So I'm going to start out with my mood boosters, which are a little bit more activity based, but I have in general been focusing more on things that are lighting me up and boosting my mood ever since again, losing boo. I know I mentioned this every podcast, but that is my life. That is my reality right now. And I feel like I've worked through the grief to be at a place where I can sit with happy memories and I want to do things that are going to better impact things like my sleep, my day, my mood. So the one big one, which is very, very new to my life is some simple baking and cooking. And this might sound silly to a lot of people, but I did not grow up in a family that placed a lot of value or taught me things like baking and cooking skills. So it's something that I've been learning in adulthood and not just adulthood, like the last month. I have notoriously always just been known as somebody that doesn't really know how to cook, definitely has never owned any baking items until very recently. And that was something that was okay for me. It wasn't something I felt called to do. It wasn't something I was overly interested in or made the time for. But recently, due to financial reasons, it's been something that I've been looking more into and weighing the options of what's more cost-effective to make myself versus to go buy at the grocery store. I also love me a farmer's market. And if I'm buying whole ingredients, it gives me more inspiration and 
and need to actually cook and bake. So I started very easy. I was like looking up on TikTok, simple banana bread recipes, because I love a banana bread, but those can be like eight to $10 at the grocery store or at the market pre-made. Now, mind you, nuances, of course, getting all your baking ingredients like flour, sugar, baking soda, that can all add up in itself. However, I went to the good old no frills. You can get no name flour for $3 still, which seems insane. So I got my few ingredients that I needed and which you really don't need many to make banana bread. And you can go to the reduced price produce section, get some bananas that are about to go bad for 50% off and you're good to go. Anyways, this isn't for a recipe, I'm just saying. I made my first loaf of banana bread and I got to use my farm fresh eggs from the farmer's market to make it as well, which just felt really good and grounding. So I made this dang banana bread and it tasted good. Truly was shocking because I was half expecting it to come out hard as a rock or to just taste like dirt, but I did it. And I was so proud of myself and I called my mom and I told my mom and she was very proud of me as well because like I said, I didn't grow up in a family where we did a lot of baking and cooking. So it was really nice to just have that sense of accomplishment at you know nearing 30 that I can still learn new things. It might be basic life foundations for others, but I have really been enjoying that. So. I've made banana bread and the other day I was feeling wild. I can I got some ingredients at the farmer's market because they were a good price on produce. And I had all these tomatoes and I was like, again, TikTok is my new Google. I was coming on TikTok and I was like, easy pasta with cherry tomatoes and lemon. And bada boom, bada bing. TikTok has a recipe for everything. So I made my own fresh pasta sauce with basil from my garden and my little produce from the farmer's market. And I just felt really good about myself and it's been so delicious. So I'm on a mission and I know there will be trial and error. Like today, I tried to make some chocolate covered strawberries, not knowing that like certain kinds of chocolate work a bit better, certain things with temperature. And I checked on them in the fridge right before recording this and like all the chocolate has just like escaped the top of the strawberry because I also forgot to dry the strawberries after I washed them before dipping them. So you know what? Some things are a work in progress, but in general, baking has been really boosting my mood. I really want to become a bread girly. I know I'm two years late to this trend and it was super popular when Miss Rona all started and everyone was getting into like baking sourdoughs and getting bread starters. I don't know if I'm that fancy, but I did find some nice Again, TikTok recipes for simple like peasant loaves of bread. So that is on my to-do list for tomorrow to go pick up some yeast to get kneaded some dough. It's just such a nice way to slow down in my day, feel intentional, and also just to know what I'm putting in my body. Don't get me wrong. I eat Cheetos before bed. I love my Diet Coke. I'm not saying I'm a health god, but it is just gratifying to know that my hard work has gone into making something and then I get to enjoy it. In my housewife era, if you will, except I still have to work and pay bills and have rights. Okay, okay, moving on. My next big mood booster is waking up early and getting outside to have my breakfast and tea with the birds and the bunnies. And this is a big one for me. I'm not sure if this podcast episode is going to go out before or after my episode on becoming a morning person, but I am a very recent new to be morning person. I used to never be up before 9am and now my body is waking up naturally at 6.45 in the morning. I'm falling asleep by like 10, 10.30, which as someone who doesn't have to be up early in the morning for work 
is new to me. And this is again, an extremely recent shift. I recognize that for mental health purposes, I would probably feel a lot better if I fell asleep before 11 p.m. when my anxiety starts racing and my thoughts start spiraling. And if I could wake up and enjoy more hours of daylight because I am already dreading seasonal depression time coming in and shorter days and daylight savings entering the chat. So I really wanted to take advantage of all the sunlight that I can get. And it has been amazing. And if you've listened before, I have really gotten into bird watching and feeding the birds since my grief journey, losing Boo. And the birds are up bright and freaking early. It's just nice when like everyone else seems to still be kind of asleep. It's quiet in the neighborhood. And I get my peppermint tea, get on the porch. The bunnies will come right up to the garden and they'll eat some of the corn and bird feed that gets, you know, sloughed off the tray. And I just hang out, enjoy the quiet. Sometimes I'll read a book. I try and stay off my phone again for mental health purposes. It is so nice. And kind of piggybacking off of that, two little sub points. I also try and get my feet on the ground. I've been very into going barefoot everywhere that I can. Also just meshes into my work as a body worker and knowing the benefits of being barefoot for like structural purposes of the foot and lessening back pain, leg pain, foot pain, etc. Whole other tangent, but from a grounding perspective and maybe more spiritual aspect as well, just the good feeling that comes from getting your feet on the grass even just on the deck. So I've really just been loving that as a part of my morning. The other recent development, and I suppose this is kind of a favorite, like I said, recently very into birds, and we have been spending a lot of money at the Wild Birds Unlimited store in town, getting our bird feed and peanuts, because we are the crazy bird people that specifically buy the blend with added calcium for the birds to make sure they're nice and healthy. Anyways, we got a membership. My mom encouraged me to actually. She did the price breakdown, the math. I'm not very good at math. So we got a membership. So we get 15% off all our Wild Bird Unlimited purchases. And it came with a really nice pen. And I'm a pen person. The pen is like so sleek and nice to hold. And it has a stylus on the back of it. Not a soul under 65 in that store, except for me. <laughs> I feel like those kind of people also understood the benefit of a really nice pen being part of the membership perk. So that has been a big mood booster. Another big one in my life has been canceling subscriptions. I do not have any TV subscriptions anymore except for the Disney Plus that I mooch off of my best friend and she's totally fine with that. But I recently canceled Netflix. I used to have some channels under Amazon Prime Video, canceled those. And I today just finally canceled my Amazon Prime and deleted the Amazon app off my phone, which I'm going to have to weigh the pros and cons of because I do use Amazon Prime for a lot of business supplies for my day job. I'm gonna have to see, it might be worth it one day to get it back. But in the meantime, while I've got everything that I need, I figured, okay, let's see how much I really use it. Cause I am not a TV person. If I'm watching content, it's YouTube typically, which is free unless you want YouTube premium, which you have to pay an arm and a leg for. In Canada, it equals out to be almost $20. Amazon Prime isn't even that much. It's nuts. But anyways, I feel like mental space has just been created in my brain since unsubscribing to these subscriptions because first of all, when I'm checking my bank statements, there's not all these extra charges of $9.99 or $15.99. So it's helping create less unnecessary spending as well. But I just feel like I have more space in my brain because there's less options. I do not like having a lot of options that creates a lot of like fog and clusters in my head. So knowing, okay, I can listen to my audiobook or I can watch YouTube, end of story, really simplifies it for me and gets me to watch less TV. I'll be more apt to pick up a book, go outside, go for a walk, fill my time with something that again is just better for my mental health specifically. If you're somebody that hasn't gone through your subscriptions on your bank statement recently, I really recommend that you do and see what you can cut. And if there's things that you're on the fence about, unsubscribe, cancel them for a month. And if you find that you're really missing it, then you can resubscribe. But 
there are so many little added fees and everything that go into all these subscriptions and it's good to just clear it up. Helps mentally clear you up. So the next moon booster is book talk and book talk is in T-A-L-K, not TikTok book talk, although I enjoy that as well. But the last couple of years, I've gotten a lot more into reading. I read over 150 books a year, physical books and Kindle. I love it all. I don't discriminate. And I just have loved finding connection with people in my life talking about books. I grew up as a reader and so did my mom. So even now in adulthood, the super fun thing is my mom and I have discovered we like a lot of the same books. So physical books that we buy will either split on the price if we know that we're both going to read them or she reads a bit slower than me. So I'll buy books or go to the used bookstore and then she gets my little hand-me-downs. And then when she's done the book, we get to get together and talk about the book, talk about the good parts, the bad parts, what we think. And it's just a really nice way to connect with my mom. On that note, I'm also in a book club with a friend that I went to high school with and one of her friends from where she lives. And so we read a different book every month and we pick them back in, I think, December for like this coming January. And we each picked four books that we wanted, shuffled it, and then, you know, made it one for each month. And we all live far apart. So we just get together in a little Facebook group chat and we talk about the book as we're reading after. And it is super duper fun. Again, just like talking about common shared interests brings me so much joy. I love talking about books. Alternatively, I love when y'all DM me about what you're reading or especially nothing gets me going more than somebody saying that they saw my Goodreads review and they decided to read a book and then they enjoyed it. That is like a personal ego boost that just works so well for me because again, I love books. And when I found out someone has a similar shared genre interest, it's exciting. It's like bonding over shared lore, if you will. I love, 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 love that. I also love Libby. That's a favorite, which I don't know if I've talked about on the podcast. I definitely have on my Instagram, but if you're in Canada or America, download the app Libby on your phone or iPad or whatever, hook up your library card to it. If you don't have a library card, go online and get one. I didn't even, I've never gone in person to the library. I did everything on my computer in five minutes, got my library card online, plugged it into Libby and boom, you get access to all the audiobooks and all the eBooks from the library that you want. It's incredible because no, 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 you're not going to catch me paying for Audible. That is expensive when you can just borrow books for free audiobooks through Libby. It's incredible. Saves you money. I don't think Libby does partnerships with people, but if they did, I would be a dream candidate. Another that I do love is my friend Emily. She's on TikTok. Her username is Rambles with Ambles. I'm going to write myself a note so that I put that in the description because if you don't follow her, she makes like daily vlogs. She's from, oh gosh, I want to say like Winnipeg. I could be wrong. All the prairie main cities kind of get blurred in my head, but she posts vlogs, but she reads a lot and she makes like reading roundup videos on TikTok where she talks about the books that she's read. And when I say a lot, like this girl is reading like five plus books a week. It's impressive while working full-time. So I've been really loving watching her reviews and following her on Goodreads and I get a lot of great recommendations from her. So like I said, books. That has just been a big mood booster. Next, we're going to roll into some favorites. These are a little bit all over the place. I'm not going to lie. So we're going to talk about a few favorites and then I'm going to talk about favorite books, music, and YouTube channels that I've been watching. So the first favorite, it's going to seem a little random a little little left field and that's vinegar specifically cleaning vinegar but i haven't bought my own all-purpose cleaners in so long because i just make everything i can with just vinegar so cheap to buy the like big like two gallon jug Make sure you know you let it sit for like five minutes whatever contact time the internet says or proper dilution is that you're doing so that it works but vinegar cleans like magic. I originally got onto vinegar when I still had Boo because I was so nervous about all the scents from chemical cleaners irritating him. It's not like I'm necessarily as concerned for myself, although that's a bonus, but I was just looking for something more natural and vinegar was like all over the internet for that. And it just stuck. I love using vinegar for cleaning. I also love using it for soaking my produce for cleaning 
my produce with vinegar and water. I don't need all those fancy fruit and veggie washes that get advertised. I have fallen for that plot before and you don't need it. Vinegar and water works great. Also, vinegar can completely replace your fabric softener. Now make sure that you have a washing machine where this is gonna be safe for your washing machine and you have to dilute it. You can't just put it in the detergent section. If you have a washer with like a fabric softener drawer, you can put it in there. I don't have that. So I got one of those downy balls, which is meant for, of course, like downy fabric softener, but it's meant for washers without a fabric softener drawer. And it's essentially like a little ball that you can fill up with your softener and it has a plug. And then while it's in the wash, eventually the plug comes loose and it slowly lets the vinegar out into your laundry and works like a charm to get the right amount out at the right time. Anyways, vinegar works amazing as a fabric softener, especially good for things like towels where you don't want product getting caked up on it because fabric softener essentially creates like a layer on your clothing, which can actually be flammable, bad for allergies, contact dermatitis. And vinegar is like nature's natural fabric softener. It's wonderful. And no, it does not leave a scent on your clothes at all. I even hang dry most of my clothes. There's no vinegar scent. It does not stick. It washes out. Yeah, vinegar. Who would have thought at 27, vinegar would be so important to me. My next favorite is not going to be a surprise to anyone. And that is jelly cats. I am a self-identified jelly cat adult. I love them. Anytime I have a mental hardship in my life or a physical hardship, I justify that by getting a jelly cat to make everything better. And I recently, not impulse purchase because I waited a week and I saved up cash from my job that I wasn't going to be put in the bank account. It was just going to be fun money for a giant $150 bunny jelly cat. And I named her Nanu and she is so snuggly and soft. And I honestly regret nothing. Is it the most expensive, silly stuffed animal I've ever bought? Yes. But does it bring me joy every single day? Also, yes. And they're just so stinking cute. When Boo died, we got a tulip jelly cat because they have jelly cats for everything. They've got the stuffed animals. They've got plants though. And they've got jelly cat foods, which I haven't gone down the rabbit hole of yet because I think it might become a problem if I do. But right now it's summer while I'm recording this and they have jelly cat hot dogs, hamburgers, sandwiches, tacos with these little faces with smiley faces on them. They're so stinking cute. But anyways, when Boo passed away, I got the tulip one to have a forever tulip because Boo loved the tulips and it's just the cutest thing. I just love jelly cats. Anytime I'm having a bad day, I'm like, let's go to chapters or whatever Indico it's called now and look at the jelly cats. However, it is an expensive hobby to get interested in. I don't think I've ever seen even the tiny, tiny, little jelly cats are like $20. Want a stuffed animal jelly cat? You're looking at 30 to 50. You're looking for a large one, $50 plus. It is bananas, but they are so stinking cute and a big time favorite right now. So my next favorite is making my own tea. Don't get me wrong. I am not a gardener extraordinaire, but I do dabble in potted herbs on my patio because I also don't have my own home. I don't own a home. I rent and I have a tiny little garden space right beside my porch and then, you know, an area where I can put potted plants. So this year I am growing peppermint, basil, and yarrow for edible and tea purposes. And I have my first batch of peppermint hung upside down and drying in a cool, dark place right now. It's been growing like a weed, Peppermint is really foolproof to grow as long as it's not in a super sunny spot. Gotta be like partially shade, give it lots of water, grows like a weed. Like literally grows like a weed, which is why most people like to do it potted because otherwise it can take over your entire garden, which is great if you love peppermint, I suppose. But anyways, I have some harvested that I'm waiting for to dry and then I'll pluck it off the stem, put it in a mason jar and bam, I'm gonna have peppermint tea grown from my own garden, hopefully for at least the fall 
maybe the winter, depending how abundant my harvest is. And like I said, I'm also growing yarrow right now, which this is my first year doing it. And some people grow yarrow just because it's pretty. Some people use it in flower bouquets, but it actually has a lot of medicinal purposes. Even if you're just out in the garden and you cut yourself, yarrow can be used for wounds as an anti- anticoagulant? Is that the right word? I think that's the right word. To help stop the bleeding. It can be used for a lot of things. So anyways, I'm not an herbalist. Before using herbs, you should always do your own research. Look for medication contraindications. But for me, making my own teas makes me feel like a little forest witch living in the city. Again, it's just one of those things where caring for my plants, it grounds me throughout the day, forces me to slow down, and helps connect me with what the heck I'm putting in my body. And I'm somebody that does not consume coffee at all, so tea is like my special little nice relaxing part of my day. It's really cool to say that you've grown your own tea. If you have guests over and you're like, oh, I have some peppermint tea that I grew from my garden. Like, who is she? Love that. So that has been a very big favorite. Another, this is like the last random favorite and one of the last like material favorites, but it's the OC Algae Body Oil. Which I used to be very anti-body oil. I didn't like like slippery things on my body, but my eczema is out of control. I had some like contact dermatitis recently because I'm allergic to everything under the sun and it resulted in a little eczema flare and regular moisturizers don't quite cut it for me. But what I've been doing is when I get out of the shower, when my skin is still damp, I put on this OC body oil and it absorbs really nice. Like it isn't slippery and slimy on my skin and it smells divine. I don't know what the heck they're putting in that. Actually, I do because I looked at the ingredients right before this. A lot of fruit extracts and magical aromas. Anyways, it will get you right. Um, I'm not sponsored, but I do have a coupon code from when they sent me some stuff once, which is Vic Alexander 10 for 10% off, which is also in my bio link everywhere if you want to refer back ever. But that is a very random favorite that this summer I have been loving. And that's pretty much the only body product I really use because it has a nice enough scent that you don't really need perfume. Perfume can be headache inducing for me. I'm very particular about which perfumes I do like. So now I want to get into the books, music, and YouTube of my favorites. And we're going to start off with books. And I always want to remind people to check your local library for books first to get them for free, which if your library doesn't have a book, you can always put in a request form online or in person for them to get a copy of that book. Check your little free libraries in the area or message your friend's group chat. Or sometimes there's like local book groups on Facebook where you can see if anyone in your city has the book and you can do a swap. I also really like Kindle Unlimited. This is a subscription. It's one of the very few, I think only subscription I still actively have, where it's I think $11.29 a month in Canada. I know it went up in the States and I'm scared. I'm scared that they are coming for us Canadians next with the price increase. But right now it comes to 1130 with tax in Canada and you get access to a huge library of books each month that you can read as many as you want from. And again, for someone like me who reads a lot of books, even if I wanted to buy eBooks, you can only really get two cheap eBooks for 1130 a month. I have found eBooks before that are $20 for the eBooks. So for me, less than 12 bucks for the month to be able to read 20 books on it is a very good financial decision. Now, I bring up Kindle Unlimited because the first book slash author that has been a big favorite are all available on Kindle Unlimited, all of her books. And that's the author Frida McFadden. Now, Frida McFadden is actually a doctor. I believe she's from British Columbia here in Canada and she writes psychological thrillers. Her one book, The Housemaid, recently went fairly viral online. I read it and I agree. I fully get the hype. That is her first book that got me 
you know, hooked on her writing and her content. All of her books are really short and quick reads. They get to the juice quick. You're not being dragged along. They keep you on your toes. And the nice thing is they're not scary, scary. Again, they're psychological thrillers. I'd almost maybe call them like a domestic thriller. A lot of them have to do with family and friends. Uh, the one I wanted to recommend is called The Wife Upstairs, which a lot of people compare it to Verity by Colleen Hoover, if you're a Colleen Hoover fan. I've read both. I like The Wife Upstairs a hundred times more. I had no idea where it was going the entire book. Kept flip-flopping between who I believed, what I thought, I don't want to get spoilers, but just the writing style keeps you on your toes of all her books. Never Lie by Frieda McFadden is another really, really good one. I'm slowly working my way through her entire work of writing. It's my go-to for if I'm in a book schlump or if I just read like a really heavy nonfiction book, pull up a Freedom of Fadden book, I can read it in a day and it just has me enthralled the entire time. The next book, which is actually a book series that I want to recommend that has been a favorite and that's the Magnolia Parks series. Actually, I'm not sure if that's what the series is called. The first book is called Magnolia Parks. The second book is Daisy Hates and then the third one is Magnolia Parks, like part two, and the fourth one, Daisy Hates part two. Anyways, it follows a group of friends basically and is a contemporary romance drama based in England. Now, I read this because everyone on TikTok was saying if you like Gossip Girl, you have to read Magnolia Parks, but just know it's categorized as a romance, but it is toxic. And boy, was it. The two main characters are very much giving Chuck and Blair and Gossip Girl reference. I could not put them down. I still think back to this book series, the way, the chokehold it has on me. It's unreal. I just want to live in that universe forever. And I think the author is coming out with two more books in the series, or at least one more, because it was kind of left non-resolved. So I am very much looking forward to that. But if that's something that interests you, Magnolia Parks, I find it's either a love it or hate it type thing. So if you're okay with knowing that some people are making bad decisions and toxic love, it is such a good read. The last favorite of books that I've had recently is Dial A for Aunties by Jessie Sutanto. This is a like rom-com in a book. It literally had me cackling the entire way through. I read it in one sitting, one day. I could not put it down. It's kind of like a romance, family, murder mystery, comedy, all in one, where the main character goes on a date. Her date ends up being a creepy pervy freak, and she accidentally unalives him and then requires her family's help to hide the body. Her and her family have this wedding business where one's a photographer, one's the makeup artist, one does the florals, one does the cake. So it's her, her mom, her aunties, her grandma, and they have been summoned to hide this body. And then they go to work a wedding that weekend, but the body accidentally gets brought in a freezer to this wedding and chaos unfolds. Again, it's literally hilarious. The banter between the family just had me cackling. My mom recently read it, so we were talking about it and it is just like the book I cannot recommend enough. There's someone maybe too that's just trying to get back into reading or hasn't been a reader and that sounds enticing to you, I really recommend it because it's felt like you're sitting down with someone who's reading you a story from their real life. It was just incredible. Okay, so now, Moving on to my music favorites. I'm a little bit all over the place when it comes to music. In my high school years, I had both my emo phase, which I don't think I've ever fully left, and my more hipster phase, which I think is kind of a canon event transition of emo to hipster that a lot of us went through in the mid-2000s. So some of that has stuck with me, but I feel like I have since entered a little bit of a punchy yeehaw era and not mainstream country, but like Canadian 
country, if you might. So that is leading me into talking about the new Coulter Wall album called Little Songs. And again, this is one of the very few I guess country. Country doesn't feel like the right word. He definitely is country. I want to say more Western. Very Canadian. I I don't, I'm now like, I don't even know if he is Canadian. He just gives big Canadian vibes, but he very well might not be if he's not Midwest for sure in the States. But his music is so good. If you're new to Coulter Wall, recommend checking out like Sleeping on the Blacktop, Devil Wears a Suit and Tie. Again, just really like punchy, hearty, western songs almost like a western rock i don't know anyways his new album i've really been enjoying another favorite in like the punchy kind of country genre is joshua quimby check out the song to the choir i discovered him on tiktok actually he just has such a soulful voice that will just punch you right in the gut he also just looks like a really cool individual but i've really been enjoying his music as well now when i mentioned earlier my emo phase that has transferred over into adulthood a little bit. This favorite is a necessity for anybody that had a bit of an emo phase. And that is the newly released Here in Your Arms first dance version by Hello Goodbye. This album, the original Hello Goodbye album with Here in Your Arms, was my Super Bowl growing up. I listened to the shit out of that album to the point where I still have it because I cherish it, but the CD skips. Like it has just been played and transferred between vehicles way too many times. But they released a new like super soft acoustic version of Here in Your Arms and it is probably going to be on my Spotify rap this year because I cannot physically stop listening to it. I put it on my work playlist too because it's so relaxing. It just works for all occasions. That has been a very big favorite and I want anyone who knows of the original song to go check that out right now. If I ever get married again, that will absolutely be playing at the wedding. My last music favorite is a bit of a confusing one and one where if any of you know the answer to this uh, query, I would love to hear from you on Instagram, but that is the new, new-ish Mac DeMarco album called like One Wayne G. I'm confused, y'all. I found out about it on TikTok through some like funky instrumental music. Looked it up on Spotify and I was like, oh my God, eight hours long? You scroll and all the songs are like just a jumble of numbers. Like that's the name of all the songs. What is going on with that? A lot of them don't have lyrics either. It's just instrumental. I don't know much about Mac DeMarco, but like, is he okay? The music is super fun to listen to. I love listening to it in the car and I get overstimulated sometimes by music with vocals. So it's nice to just break it up. And it's super, super catchy. And those are my music favorites right now. Again, I'm not like a huge music person because I listen to music all day at work that when it's time to listen to music I actually want to listen to, I'd kind of rather just listen to my audiobook. So it's saying something that I have favorites for music because a lot of the times I don't. And now my last category, which is my YouTube favorites. And like I said, I love YouTube. It's really the only form of video content that I consume. And my first favorite is Isabel Page. She has a little tiny house in the mountains and makes super relaxing, slow living content, just like her daily routines. It's nice to just consume content where it's not a creator constantly pushing material things on you. And so watching her videos gives me a lot of peace and just inspiration on how I wanna live my days. And it's also just visually stunning where she lives. Hannah Lee Dugan, I don't know if I'm saying that right, is another one that is similar to that with a little more spunk. Hannah's got a little more, a little more bite to her, but she used to do van life. She now bought a, I'd call it a cabin that she's been refurbishing 
girl power. She is a badass and I love watching her as well. Another favorite that I have is Acre Homestead and I've been watching her for probably a year on YouTube. She makes content mostly about gardening and making food with her ingredients from the garden or the farmer's market, which is funny because again, I didn't even start baking or making my own food other than simple things until a few weeks ago, but I've been watching her for so long and I've always been so inspired where I'm like, I wish I could be like that. My kitchen's not big enough, making excuses. And now that I've gotten over that, I'm just finding even more inspiration from her YouTube channel. And she is working overtime. She recently had a baby and she's still pushing multiple videos a week that are like an hour long. And it's just so nice while I'm baking or cooking. I like to pop her videos on YouTube on my phone. I feel like I'm hanging out with somebody else. Body doubling, I think that they call it, where you're doing something alongside somebody else is doing something and you're just being productive together. And it's just nice to consume that content while I'm doing something similar and getting tips and tricks and ideas. So Acre Homestead on YouTube has definitely been a favorite. Now, I know we're only end of July right now, and I am so sorry to anybody that I'm going to upset, but I think most of you know by now that I take Halloween and fall very seriously. As soon as Spirit Halloween opens, I'm there. You've got to get the good stuff before it sells out. I have already made my first purchase of the season on July 17th at HomeSense because they started putting out not just fall, but Halloween, which is... Self-admittedly, kind of crazy. It gets earlier and earlier every year, but they had this adorable big Snoopy mug where Snoopy's dressed up as a mummy and it says trick or treat. Anyways, I couldn't resist. I have one from last year that's a Snoopy Halloween mug that says boo on it because couldn't resist. I've got like a little, a little set of Snoopy Halloween mugs. Anyways, my point is I've been really enjoying Jade the Libra on YouTube and I watch her all year round. I've been watching her for probably eight years. She specifically creates spooky content, Halloween and fall themed content. And because especially in America, y'all Americans get Halloween real early in stores. She has already been Halloween hunting in her vlogs on YouTube since like the start of July, which is bananas. And I love to see it. I love to vicariously live through other people. Again, see what they're getting. See how they're styling it. So I am loving Jade the Libra's content. She also recently had a baby and it's just cool to see people still having, you know, their own life and interests while also navigating the changes with parenthood. I'm at that point in my life where a lot of my friends are having babies and undergoing those changes and I'm somebody who never wants to have kids. So I think that I too have changed in the way that I understand and can empathize more with people that do have kids and how that can change the way that you live your life. And it's just nice to see people still carving out pockets of peace and pockets of time for themselves alongside parenthood. Okay, and my last YouTube favorite, not gonna come as a surprise to most people, but again, if you're new, maybe it will. And that is the H3 podcast. This is always my controversial take. I have been watching H3, Ethan and Gila, for again, at least a decade since way before they had the podcast, but I've been watching the podcast since day one. I am so deep in the lore. I have never missed an episode. And that is why I don't need TV subscriptions because they are live four days a week. I should say five because I recently did become a member on YouTube. I pay the six bucks a month to get the extra Tuesday episode because I am that deeply invested. I love the H3 podcast. <laughs> and the H3 podcast cinematic universe, if you will. I like to watch AB and Lena on Twitch. I watch Love on Twitch. Ian occasionally is on Twitch. I am on TikTok watching Sam with her Get Ready With Me videos, with her cooking videos. I live, laugh, love the H3 podcast and their cast and crew. Also just love Gila. She is a slay queen. She has her streetwear brand, Teddy Fresh. And again, I have been on the H3 train since day one. 
I have a sweater. I actually have two. Bought one sweater from the first ever Teddy Fresh drop, you know, years ago. And if you're familiar with Teddy Fresh, it's the black long sleeve with the words hip in different like primary colors on it. It is so comfy. I treasure it. I'm almost scared to wear it sometimes because I treasure it so much. And then my friend Sasha actually, when I was going through my divorce last year, was like, oh my God, I thrifted this first line Teddy Fresh sweater, but like purple is not really my jam. I'm going to send it to you and like a little note to cheer you up. And it sure did. It sure did. Sure shit cheered me up. And I also treasure that one. I'm a little scared to wear it, even though I know you have to use things that are special. But I wear them on special occasions and just bask in the wonderfulness of the quality, first of all. And just like, again, the lore of like feeling a part of something. I am not someone who feels a part of many communities or has the energy to expend to feel part of communities, but I do with H3. And if I lose some listeners here, that's okay because we're all entitled to like and enjoy our own interests and own things. We don't have to agree on a lot of things and that's okay. But that wraps up all my favorites and mood boosters that I had written down for today. I am curious if you guys enjoyed this type of episode. I know it was more kind of based around me rather than specific topics. And I've been trying to kind of stay on topics more so for this podcast. So send me a DM. Let me know what you thought of this episode. If you want to hear more of this or if you have suggestions of future podcast episodes, I write them all down in my phone and I really value those because it helps me know what you guys want to hear. But I think I'm going to go sit outside now and read my book and hang out with my bird friends. So once again, thank you for listening. You can find me on Instagram at Vic in the Meadow and TikTok at Thick Sauce. If you feel so inclined, give this a quick rating on Spotify. It takes two seconds. You press the stars at a five with whatever you feel so inclined. And if you want to, share this with a friend. The algorithms are brutal these days. It's really hard to get podcasts known and out there. So if you think you know someone that might enjoy this, give them a quick text. But I think I am finally back to my regular Sunday morning weekly uploads sometime between 8 and 9 a.m. So so until next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.